Today on the Fuck Mom Podcast, we're going to talk about retro video gaming and yes. Hey Todd, how's it going? Good, good. Nick? Happy Thursday morning. Yeah, it's been a while since we did this thing. Yeah, we had Easter, which threw me off. I totally forgot about that. I always forget yeah. about booking holidays off for work because I just schedule work and then I realize it's a holiday and then I, I don't get anything done. Right. So, yeah, so that, that before Easter was the last time we actually got together to do this podcast. Yeah. and for, for, the, for reference. Yeah, and then we missed a week because of we didn't get it recorded. So the last one we released was extra long. So it was, it was like yeah. two episodes in one, but that's fine. Um. So, I've been playing, I don't know, do you play a lot of retro games? Are you into retro gaming? Uh, <laughs> given, given the given the platform, I, I I would, and I'd get stuck in it. Like, I have a Retron 3, and that's, really? that's specific, specifically so I can play Nintendo games like the actual cartridges, and Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, and I even have a Super Game Boy, which was the Super Nintendo cartridge where you put the Game Boy game in, yeah. inside the top. Um, but... There, there's only so many options. I think the retro game stores that are around, uh, which are independently owned, obviously, mm-hmm. um, they like to they like to they like to mark it up like crazy because yeah. we're the only ones who have it. And uh, if if there's a surge in popularity, like people starting college are like, "Yeah, dude, oh man, my brother had that game," but they know they're gonna get a new audience who doesn't know what they should be paying for. Previously bought might not work anymore games. Yeah, but uh, I used to have emulators, but I don't have a a thing to use it. Like my MacBook, super awesome computer, way better than the one I had ten years ago, which could support emulators. This one can't. Really? Yeah. I never tried that. I've been playing. Um, I've been going. If you go to playretrogames.com, they have like a billion games you can play and just try out, which is a lot of fun because it's all it's online emulator stuff. And there's a lot of. I think there's like. Do they work good? Yeah, they're great. I mean, depending on your 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 connection. I mean, these aren't big games, so streaming them actually isn't that tough. Huh. But they have like a bunch of different series. Um, there's another one too, and I think it's like uh, it's like ROM Archive or so. Like, I'll I'll put the link down when I find out what it is. But it's like everything, including PC games. Right. And um, I didn't even check to play retro on playretrogames.com, but I'm sure they have PC games too. But I remember they they have like all these games, including Cross Canada Trucker. I don't know if you remember that or Cross- yeah, I do. Yeah, it was like what we played in like grade seven as like a geography thing, and it took like half the class to load the game up, and you got to play, and you had to like pick up something in like Regina and then drop it off in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But the graphics were shit. But it was a really good game. It wasn't really good, but it was. Do you remember yeah. playing uh, or using computers uh, in childhood before they had a mouse? We had like a roll ball. Oh yeah, I remember the roll ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My old my old junior high had a a bunch of like I don't know what they were like. Commodore six not they were like older than Commodore sixty fours but they were all roll ball wow and uh, yeah I remember learning like they're like this is how you load a um, uh, and this is kind of dating how old I am but it's like this is how you load in a program and it's like you'd get your like pack of like five floppy disks and yeah do it and even at that time Windows three point one was coming out or it came out at that point so I don't even know why they were still teaching that but anyways yeah. yeah. I miss the old hums and clicks and buzzes yeah. of uh, big ass motherboards and large hardware for computers. Yeah, my dad was always big into that. I remember as a kid, we can play. We had like this like drawer of games, and like they had like these like flying games I can play, 
or like they had like Ford racing and you can be like a yeah. artist or whatever. And you'd sit there and put the floppy disk in and then you'd play your game. And then when you're done, we'd always have to like delete it off the hard drive because there's only so much space so he can load his game or whatever. Um, but there were some great games back then. Like, I don't know if you ever played like Space Quest or I loved Space Quest. Space Quest 4 was like one of the best games. <laughs> well, I think when I first had a PC in the earliest games, like they were just like Minesweeper and oh yeah, Sno- yeah. Solitaire and Snake. There something. was like, and then there's like a Leisure Suit Larry. That was another big one as a kid. I remember playing that one. And that was kind of like, it's kind of like a, not choose your own adventure, but like a quest kind of game where you'd go up to somebody and have to ask them questions. Depending if you get it right, you would be able to go into the casino or eventually the whole point of the game was Leisure Suit Larry has to get laid. Right? <laughs> so it, it was a lot of fun. And when you're like eight years old playing this, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, but we never, I can never get past the first level because my writing was slow. and Yeah. Um, and then there was all that e-bombs world stuff and yeah, play and online. Newgrounds where they had all the flash. Newgrounds. Yeah, Newgrounds, yeah. That's right. And then I remember they had the the boxing, the Backstreet Boys, whatever, NSYNC, and then that was a lot of, they had great games yeah. and great flash videos. But um, yeah, back to the play retro games. Yeah, they have a ton of stuff. So I've been playing Mario Kart all day and uh, it's been pretty cool. They have tons of stuff. Do you like do you like do you use the keyboard and do you like using that? Yeah, I do. Um, I hate that. I, I was never a PC or um, computer games player. Yeah. So while you have all the options, it's not the same. You're not using the same coordination. It's completely different. See, I really liked using like the ASDW kind of movement with the mouse. I thought that was a really efficient way because I played a lot of Counter Strike when I was younger and um, games like that. I was really big into flying games too, which really doesn't have anything to do with that, but. Right. Um, like there's B17 Flying Fortress. Sorry, I'm just kind of like rambling on. All these games are popping in my head right now since I was a kid. Um, Wing Commander. That's what we do. I know. We just ramble about. That, that's our thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Counter Strike. So I was really comfortable with that. But then, like, you know, we got an Xbox and they had the, the controller system. I still think the best controller of this day is the Nintendo controller, the original NES controller. Oh, yeah. And not because of the functionality. I mean, it was simple, but it was the durability. Like, I can't remember how many friends I would go I would go to their house and play Nintendo and they would freak out and just chuck the controller. And I'm like, if you did that with any controller right now, they would just smash into a million bits. Yeah. No, if you drop it like an inch, it might not work the same. Totally. And they're heavy. Yeah. I don't like that. Nintendo was light. Yeah. Your cell phone was heavier than a Nintendo controller. Yeah, you always knew which friends were like going to be like abusive and, and fighty just by their controller. Like you'd go to their house and start playing in the... the <laughs> Buttons are all flimsy and loose, and you're like, okay, or like, there's a corner missing. You like, you know, this guy smashes his controllers on the ground when he loses, right? So yeah, but um, yeah, and that's what I when the Wii came out, I was really pumped about that because like, if you took the one remote and flipped it over, it was kind of like a Nintendo controller. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Did you ever uh, play with the classic yet? The classic, the classic Nintendo that came out, Nintendo Classic that came out. Uh, was it like over Christmas or November? I think. No, but the thing is, I thought if I can find a way to get emu- an emulator going again, mm. and um, I don't know who's listening, <laughs> Big Brother, if you're listening, don't don't listen anymore. But uh, if I could find a way to support emulators and do all the stuff for free and just get a digital controller or USB and configure yeah. it, I, I would rather do that and play any game I want than pay any money for the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's basically the same thing. The only difference is it's on your TV screen as opposed to your computer screen. And for an 8-bit game, what do you need, really? Yeah. If it's going to come in high res, uh, a laptop or uh, is all you need. See, I was pretty pumped about the 
the Nintendo um, Classic until I found out that it's it's just the 30 pre-game, the preloaded games, and you can't get more, which I'm like, yeah. ugh, at that point. Oh, you have five that I loved and yeah. 25 that I don't give a shit about? Yeah, because there's, there's games that I want to play that I remember playing as a kid that probably aren't on there. So, yeah. um, But what you could do if you like emulators, uh, build a, buy a Raspberry Pi. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no, so is, that, rasp- is that a sexual? No, no, a Raspberry Pi... Um, is a small computer and I think they're like $30 for the base, but you can buy the kits that give you the memory. And it's a very small, it's just a little computer with a processor. I have one downstairs that I use for um, my coding machine, but you can turn that into a retro gaming device. And it's really simple. In fact, like you can, when you get the software for it, it's all Linux and you just select, do you want it as a Kodi box? Do you want it as a retro gaming system? And it just installs it. And then you can buy the USB Nintendo controllers and there you go. You just download your, your, your ROMs and wow. Yeah, so that that would be my my consumer advice. Look into Raspberry Pi, and you can do like anything with them. Yeah, right. so like, but you can buy the the, the kit, right? So um, if you buy the kit that comes with the the, the little um, flash drive, it just uses like a like a Sans disk right. giver. Um, it comes with a case, then uh, HDMI cable, and that, and I think they're like a hundred and something dollars at that point. Okay. but it's still you can get more out of it than if you were just to get like a Nintendo Classic. Yeah. For and, our needs. Yeah, and you're not limited to Nintendo games. You can do like Sega, Sega Genesis, Nintendo 64, whatever you want. Right. You know, PlayStation, if you want to play the original Grand, Grand Turismo. Fuck yeah. That's what I want to do. That's okay. what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> wow. See, I checked out after Nintendo 64. Like I started off with Nintendo and then I had a Sega Genesis. And all my favorite games were on my friend's Super Nintendos. Mm-hmm. So I was like, can I borrow one for a week? Um, and then Nintendo 64 and then I went to high school and just checked out a video game. So I told you that I was into PS3 games. Like there was a whole bunch, but mainly Assassin's Creed really like sucked me in. Yeah. And I'll still go back to those, but that's me trying to be as current as I can. And that's still it. Yeah. So it's classic games that are basically the whole thing that I know for video mm-hmm. games. Let's keep going. My old roommate, Steve Holler was really big in, in, into emulators. And I remember one night, we were bored. We're like, what do you want to do? And it's like, let's play Mario 2 from beginning to end. Wow. And he's like, fuck yeah. So we did that. And <laughs> we started from the beginning. And I think it was like three or four in the morning. We got to the final boss. And we accidentally like powered it down. Like we we hit like a chord. We were drinking. So it was like, right. we might have stumbled and tripped something. And it unplugged the computer. Like, oh my God. But the nice thing about emulators is you have save points. So yes. It's like, we just like filed up another saved version and went off and um yeah if you waited for a hum on the game the legend of zelda that was the only game i believe on nintendo that you could save and you had to do it properly or else you would lose the oh, game yeah. I, yeah i remember that the save points for nintendo i remember zelda too i loved um when i was a kid i had the top gun game zelda 2 that was one of my first ones the gold cartridge yeah um dragon warrior i played that one um and of course the marios my, my sister was like crazy when it came to Mario. She would just, like, 15 minutes, she would just run through, beat it, and start it, and just keep going. Wow. And that's what she did. Like, she was so OCD with it. It was, it was really intense. Well, for staying on Nintendo, do you remember Little Nemo's Dreamland? Or Dream, Little Nemo, the Dream Master? No. There was, like, this really old comic that was made into a movie in the 80s, and they made this video game uh, in the late 80s, uh, Little Nemo, Dream Master. I was obsessed with that. The music in it, the sound effects, uh, it, it was kind of psychedelic. Right. Um, and it was really hard. Yeah. Uh, if you could beat the first level, that's that's amazing. But 
keep trying to beat it and you're you're stuck. The gameplay on these games were fantastic. Like because they were smaller games, like you could get like days and days of gameplay out of like a Nintendo cartridge like a Nintendo game. Whereas yeah. like now it's like you get amazing graphics. Like if you play the new like Metal Gear, it's like okay, the graphics are phenomenal, but you only get really four or five hours of gameplay and the rest is just like But are you talking about people who are really good like yourself who are playing them? Oh, by no means am I good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, it took me weeks to beat the one Assassin's Creed game that I did beat. Yeah. And you're like, an Assassin's Creed game you could probably beat in a weekend. Like, listen back to our early episodes. You'll hear Nick say that. Yeah, well, you can. Like, that's the thing. If you skip, like, all the side missions and you just plow through, you could probably do Assassin's Creed in a weekend. Wow. But if you do like that that's why they do all these side missions now is to kind of keep it more interesting, right? Yeah. You know, and that's that that's now becoming one of my more favorite parts of of the newer games isn't the story mode, it's like all the side stuff you can get and do. Yeah. Like Gran Turismo or Grand Theft Auto has like some great Easter egg stuff to to hunt. Um all like the Batman series, like the the Arkham series, like there's you know, sure I like to, to do the missions, but like I'll get to a certain point I'm like, you know what? I'm at a, my characters at a certain point now. I'm just going to go mess around town and just do all the side stuff. And then, yeah, then you can get weeks out of, out of a game. Yeah. But like back in the day, like you can play like, like even Zelda, like, like I think as a kid, I only made it to like the second castle. And then it wasn't until like after I got, was playing an emulator, I got a little bit farther, but those are hard games. Oh yeah. I'm like, even like there was other games where there, there was like spy hunter that was like impossible after like, Yeah. There was the Ninja Turtle arcade versions, which was basically... Um, oh my god, <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, the first one that came out was, it was like a, it was a top... Top down, yeah. And top then you, down, and then, and then you go in the, you go underground, and then it's, it's very two-dimensional, but there was the arcade version where you're, you're walking left to right, but you can go to different sides of the room as you go yeah. to, towards the right, and it was like, you, the enemies have a life bar too, as you... You hit you hit them more than once to kill them. Yeah, and it was um, that was something else. Yeah, no, I remember that having getting the first Ninja Turtles game and going like friends' houses, and even with the Game Genie, the game was impossible. Like yeah. my, like all my friends had a Game Genie, so we would like have the book and find the codes, and it was tough. Like I think I don't know anybody that has got maybe I know a couple people now, but like getting past that dam level, I don't know if you yeah. remember the dam level where you had to swim down and they had all that. That was impossible. <laughs> well, I don't know if because an emulator option is Game Genie, and you just enter little codes and you do what a Game Genie did. But for those who don't know what a Game Genie is, what people do now with every new game that comes out or that mm. you can play on PC, uh, what do they call them? They uh, glitches and hacks. Yeah. Um, so basically, the Game Genie was a was an actual cartridge that the game went into, and that went into your system. And that would, depending on what codes you entered into the Game Genie menu, yeah. that would provide you the hack or glitch. Right. Totally. So if you wanted to see a big head, if you wanted to just have infinite lives or anything, yeah. you had to use that. Yeah. So that there was that option back then, but it was like you had to own a Game Genie, which was pretty neat. Like um, uh, codes and stuff like that, and hacks and cheats are always important when it comes to game development because, like. You don't want to like work on level thirty of something and have to beat the game to test to beta test that level. So they yeah. would always put codes and cheats in to kind of get you to where you needed to go for the developers, right? And a lot of those codes made it you know, past. And Ninja Turtles was always really good for that because the second one came out because they were like, okay, 
this one's too hard. People are saying that. And that was a common thing with games back then because, I mean, it's it was it's a new frontier, you know, making these more complex games that are beyond Pong. So yeah. they were like, okay, this game's a little bit harder than um, what's another not Golden Axe. I'll try to remember what, what it's called. <laughs> but um, just before I forget, um, anyways. So they came with the Nintendo ones, which were dumbed down, which were easy to beat. And like Battletoads came out at that time too, which is yeah. kind of the same kind of vibe. But they always had like cheat codes where you can like skip to like the last level and fight Shredder. And oh yeah, they were great. So much fun. There's like a little. There's like a level select mode in Little Nemo Dream Master. Mm. Like recently, only recently, maybe the last two years, I was playing the actual cartridge, which I found after years of searching, and I actually found the the menu code where you count the beeps to know what level that you want to be. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Um, Metroid. Yeah. Metroid was fun. It was fun in this weird way where if I, if I wanted to, it would play for four hours, but if I wanted to try and beat it, you have to spend hours harvesting weapons because you can only do same things with a certain amount of weapons. Yeah. You can only beat the last boss with like a certain, like all the missiles and you have to do insane, um, backtracking and like i would be so frustrated that i ran out of stuff or that the game was so massive that i would like i I would get to this weird place where i would freak out and simultaneously enjoy it like i'd be like ah this is so awesome like (laughs) it it was frustrating but you love the game so much like the character the music uh the gameplay Mm -hmm. It was it's iconic, and then that that's why it carried on for as long as it did. At least, yeah. Nintendo always had great music too in their games. I really enjoyed that stuff. The sound of the music too. Yeah. Um, who is the the guy that invented Mario and Zelda? Oh, some sort of Asian. Yeah, yeah. He did the music for it too. I think initially before he was a game designer, he was like a guitar player. Oh yeah. So like all these scores that we that we're familiar with. Yeah. Um, made it into these games, and he was really really good that way. And like even like Zelda, he said like the first Zelda was influenced by like where he grew up because he grew up like in the mountains and there was all these tunnels um, that the kids would explore. So he kind of turned that into Zelda, which is really oh, neat. Yeah. And um, apparently, the new Zelda is really good. I heard that. I haven't I haven't even checked out the Switch yet. That's on my list of many many things. But I am pumped about the new Friday Thirteenth game. I talked about it before. Yeah. And a few days ago, they just officially gave the release for May twenty sixth, and the trailer looks incredible. And I'm gonna have a big Friday Thirteenth party. Todd, you should come and share with us the joys of Friday Thirteenth. I'll, I'll I'll come, but I like I with new video games, I don't as much enjoy trying to play them as mm-hmm. I do watching people play them. Yeah. Like I love the movies. Hence why I'll be there. But if you you, you got to play it. Oh, you, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play the shit out of that game. And I, good. I'll be able to just sit there and watch it as if I'm just watching a new mm-hmm. Friday the 13th movie, which is equally as fun. As- yeah. And it's done by, I think, Gun Media, which I think they're an independent. But yeah, because I don't think it's, I think it, I think it was a crowdfunded game. I think initially it was supposed to be something else. And then they were like, let's, this is. It was like based on a like a campground. They're like, why don't we get the rights to Friday Thirteenth? Yeah, and I think that snowballed into what it is now. Well, I mean, what are they doing with Friday the Thirteenth? Anyway? Nothing. I, they, I think they officially uh, they were going to start. Paramount was going to do another one, and then I think they finally officially shelved it because they wanted to focus on um, I don't know, probably the Conjuring or something like that, or I don't know what what the, no Conjuring, yeah, but some other um, 
franchise that they're working on right now that that's got some steam. So they're like, we're gonna, which is too yeah. bad. Um, yeah, got got like the eighties and nineties were very sequel heavy and sequel yeah. friendly, and we're in the decades of the remakes now. Yeah, and they're only gonna remake stuff that's scary. like I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm officially gonna check out of current show business soon. Yeah, I really am. They're, they're kind of rehashing like the eighties and nineties, and I think that says something about the eighties and nineties though. Like there was a lot of yeah. really great content people put out. Um, Mortal Kombat. That is something I I hope that they would redo, but like good. Yeah, because there's there were some like YouTube uh, shorts, the shorts, shorts that they did, and I think that was all again fan based stuff. I don't think it was actually through yeah. any affiliation with actual Mortal Kombat, but they were great. Like they had the story oh, yeah. of like like um, it was all their Scorpion. origin stories. Yeah, yeah, and like Sub Zero and yeah, all that, which yeah. I thought were great. So I wish they did something more like that, but I don't think they're going to. Did you play the game the re- the game that came out last year? I haven't played now? anything newer than Mortal Kombat Four on the Nintendo sixty four. So. Yeah. Okay. So this is this game was amazing. It, it was so much fun. Yeah, but see, I think the thing is, like when I, I think what I'm trying to get across to you, at least, um, and the audience will not relate at all. But things like Zelda, things like Mortal Kombat, uh, what I, everything that I, the reason I love that franchise is because of what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So if they're throwing the name Mortal Kombat at me now, I'm not going to be playing a, the newest version of the game I loved. I'm, com- yeah. I playing a completely different game dressed up as Mortal Kombat. You see, though, but I, what I liked about the new one that came out is they kind of thought of what you just said. And they're like, okay, what were some of the main points that people really liked? They like, of course, they had the fatalities, right? Yeah. So they brought back a lot of the characters. They had a decent storyline. It wasn't anything crazy, but... Um, and the the, thor- the storyline, sorry, is very thick now. Yeah, it, it is. Used to, this is just a tournament of supernatural yeah. and human champions. It's kind of evolved over different versions of Mortal Kombat but they really focused on on the fatality gore effect which was one of That's my favorite cool. things I remember before like I had a friend John Cook and I remember going to his house and uh, he's like we got to go to the arcade they have this game called Mortal Kombat never heard of it at the time and this was at the University Plaza when the arcade was there so we got on our bikes and we biked like half an hour into Waterloo and found this um, found the arcade and they had the Mortal Kombat thing there and John memorized all the fatalities. So he would do like play the game through Scorpion. So he must have been doing this already for like weeks as soon as he came out and go there like every day and play. And I think that's what he was doing. Yeah. And people were literally giving him quarters to like show all the fatalities. Like he would do Sub-Zero and people would be like, oh my God, do Scorpion next. And there was like maybe 20 people watching him. And I just sat there and like, that's no, awesome. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I, I played like one round with him and he just schooled me. Like I was, and then that was it. But he he had everything down. Like he was, it was like watching the Wizard of Mortal Kombat, right? Um, but that was my first. That was that was like my first real introduction to like. I mean, as everybody's first real introduction to Mortal Kombat, but that kind of style of gameplay, where it's like that that me versus you. Like we had Street Fighter at the time, and Street Fighter was cool, but Street Fighter was very arcadeish, right? Like yeah, this was like okay. There's an ending that you can do with secret codes, and it's like a skull guy burning. Yeah, and secret so. characters like Noob Cybot and stuff. Yeah, well, in the first one, they didn't have that until the, they started getting... Was it the second or third one they introduced? Second one. Second one, yeah. I think Reptile was a secret character, too. Yeah, um, they had the Tootsie. Tootsie! And then you do the code, and then you would get, like... That's what remember. that was for? I think so. I think so. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. What was the extended Tootsie? It was like... 
Tootsie. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. I, and I don't know the story behind Tootsie. I, I wonder if it was one of the developers. If anybody knows the story behind Tootsie, yeah. let us know. Hit us up on that because I would love to find out. I can't remember. I mean, we're kind of going all over the place anyways. But um, spe- like speaking of the arcade, I uh, I had one arcade growing up and that was in the 1990s and they closed it down and it belonged to... Uh, uh, it was like a smaller mall. It was what the mall used to be before they called them a dirt mall. Okay. Um, it was it was in on the mountain in Hamilton down the street from where I used to live. And I, I loved it. And I loved everything. The mom and pop shops, the hot dog stand, the mm-hmm. arcade. What we used to think of being in a mall. And the arcade does, no longer exists. The, um, remember at theme parks where they sort of had a much bigger arcade and then they mm-hmm. created big places where you had to buy tickets and tokens and blow through a whole lot of money so they can make a profit, like yeah. in Mississauga, uh, Palladium. Palladium, yeah. That's a huge ripoff. What about just having the arcade locally accessible? Because yeah. the going to the arcade was kind of like an event. Like, all of us who are... It was out, a social gathering. It was, was a social gathering. That was kind of like... And I love video games. Like, I, I play video games by myself, but I love playing video games with people. That's something growing up, you'd always go to a friend's house and play Nintendo. Yeah. But going to the arcade was great because you'd always go and, and see people and meet and hang out and watch people play games, play some games. They um, think they're doing that now with the who's online thing. No, no, that's not the same thing. Yeah, that's cool. It's like an indirect direct, like it's an indirect way of socializing. Like I don't talk to the people when I go online and play battlefield. Like, that's I, just, in that's, fact, I turned my mic off cause I don't want to talk to anybody. Well, yeah, if you don't want to, then you're playing video games at home and that's fine. But the thing where you're using a headset or using a microphone oh, yeah, right. and talking to people online while they're playing at their house that's basically just video games form of social media, which is nothing. It's not a thing. It's nothing. Being at the arcade, though, like even if you weren't socializing with them, you were around people. It was a sensation that you were aware of. Yeah. Where it's like maybe like depending on depending on how like ludicrous the person was, they would flip out even though people could see them and hear them if they were like fucking shit, goddamn yeah. whore. And then, then they turn their heads and they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm frustrated. Yeah. But, um, but you'd be there with your friends. You'd high five. You'd, you're like, where do you want to go next? Or collective gameplay. And that's something you only see online now. Like you rarely see a game anymore that lets two players go through and actually do the ga- the campaign. Like Halo yeah. was like that where you could do that. And they don't do that anymore. It's a, it was an exciting aspect of it. Yeah. Remember when they would have a, an arcade game at the pizza shop? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, this was back to the eighties, but. Even in, I don't know, the last 10 years, there was a pizza shop on Westmount in Ottawa that had the Simpsons arcade game. Oh, yeah. Which I'm so pissed off about because they put that as a free download. To You can only play the first level. It was a trial version of the Simpsons arcade game, the classic. Yeah, I do remember that, um, playing the, the trial version of that. And they took it away before I could buy the full version. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thanks a lot. Why not keep it up there forever? Yeah. Why... Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, I could still play the trial version and I can click on a button to try to buy the full thing and it's like, not available. All right, thanks for listening to the Fuck Lamont podcast. We enjoyed uh, talking to you and talking to each other and, and just doing that thing that we do where we go to that place. Uh, but you should follow us on social media if you already don't and tell your friends about it. Tell your friends who might enjoy, uh, enjoy the same conversations and uh, maybe you want to contribute online, uh, talk back with us, tell us we're assholes and shitheads that don't yeah. know what we're talking about, or add to the list of 
what your favorite video games are and do that with any episode. Uh, go back and listen to older ones. But online, go to fucklemond.com. That's F-U-K-L-E-M-O-N-D-E.com. And all the links for our social media there. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, what else we got, Nick? We have um, a Tumblr, a YouTube got channel. Tumblr now. YouTube channel, you can watch shit. So that's... <laughs> and a lot of games. I've been doing actually Star Wars Galaxies right now on uh, on the on the YouTube channel, which is a guess a retro game 2003 and keep listening to future episodes we like we we talk about we love music video games movies television technology uh science everything we talk about everything that uh you know if you're a nerd like us uh you should love it yeah love it 